0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Is Holden Garner really turning the corner for Auburn football? Breathing
2: temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes.
1: You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blockerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy Charlie Tuesday to all who celebrates. We are joined by Auburn, the message board legend, Charlie Five. And look, a lot of people have been asking for more Holden Gurner. And over the past week, ever since Auburn's Pro Day, it seems like all the attention and all the positive momentum in the Auburn quarterback room has been held by Holden Gurner. And Hugh Freeze gave him some love yesterday at his press conference, Charlie Five. And then you go out there, and in the media viewing window, he's the quarterback leading the first-team offense. So my question to you is, is Holden Gurner getting better? Is he turning the corner? Or do you think it's what Hugh free said at the start of spring that everybody's going to kind of get their chance?
2: Man, it is so hard to know like what, what this means. Like I, I, on the, I, I kind of feel like it doesn't mean that much. Uh, Robbie has, has struggled. And like there was a report that came out that maybe his shoulder still dinged up. I think I saw that on auburnlive.com. So is Holden uh, getting first team reps a function of that? Like he and TJ sort of rotating. Is it, uh, but I mean, if when when Hugh Freeze is asked, uh, you know, is there anything positive coming out of the uh, quarterback room? And he just uh, he just simply replies with holding Garner. Um, I mean, that's got to mean something good. I mean, if surely it's not just surely it's not just, hey, I've said nothing very positive about quarterbacks this whole time. It's time to kind of, you know, find something positive oh, I to talk I think,
1: about. I don't think he cares about that.
2: Yeah, I don't, need, I don't I don't. Either, think he's so. looking for something
1: nice to say. That doesn't seem to be consistent with what's been going on. He's been pretty honest about the state of this roster and the state of where the program is. So I don't know if it's necessarily that. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you because we've seen it seen up it. close and personal. Like early spring, he did not look good. But then no. in the pro day, he looked great. And then just talking to sources we talked about towards the end of last week on this show, where it's like, okay, he's starting to turn the corner here. And then Hugh Freeze saying, yes, the quarterbacks got better last week. Which, boy, is that nice to hear. And so, like, is Auburn's quarterback in 2023 on the roster? I still don't think he is. But the fact that it's Holden Gurner, it's it's interesting. But I would think, I would have guessed, Charlie Five, when when I started hearing the rumblings of Robbie Ashford's, uh, you know, possibly battling something. I thought that would benefit TJ. I wouldn't have guessed it would have benefited Holden just because of what we saw throughout spring. But man, I think there is a chance that he's turning the corner because from a processing standpoint, just talking to folks close to the situation, it sounds like he's
2: processing
1: information faster.
2: Well, that's key because it was the opposite of that uh, to start this thing off. Uh, it right. would be that's a huge turnaround, I think. Uh, if, if if we're being honest like that is a massive turnaround from where it started sure. to what we're hearing now. so I hope that that's the case i really I really do but some of it I wonder about you know there's there's still talk about wanting to bring somebody in so is it am I placating to what is best for the depth chart moving forward like once after we add people or like what you know exactly I, I just it's, hard for it's just hard for me to believe from where it started to where it is now that there's just been this massive, this massive jump to where now we, he's, he's all of a sudden become the number one quarterback. You know what I mean? But I'm isn't this
1: also kind of what we talked about when, when we brought in Hugh Freeze was, okay, we should see improvement at the quarterback position, or do you think that was more just from a
2: talent acquisition standpoint? I mean, in 11 practices, maybe. maybe. I, 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 again, like we're – this it's not a lot of time we're we're i mean and, yeah. and t- today was the 11th practice so like he kind of he, they talked about it over the last few practices he sort of stepped up so like did they did all this work get done in like 6 7 practices i don't know it very well could be it very well could be something could have just absolutely clicked yeah um i'm just i'm uh missouri on it you know that show me show me show me uh before oh, was i can cute. just before was i can cute. just go before i can just go you. ahead and jump on in that's a little message board uh, message board uh, humor there for you. You
1: are the you are the message board legend, and man, that was that was hilarious. All right, the offensive line <laughs> was the same with the ones: Dylan Wade from left to right, Dylan Wade, Jeremiah Wright, Avery Jones, Tate Johnson's back. More on him in a second. And then Gunnar Britain at right tackle. That's been remarkably consistent when everybody's been yeah. available to practice. So I, I just I don't see that much changing. Maybe no. one of the guards if they bring in. Some transfer guys over in the in the May period, but I think a lot of that'll be depth. I, I think they feel good about their starting five. It's the stuff after that where I think there's some concern. And then West Hunter is obviously the starting running back, and then your starting pass catcher, Javale Fairweather at tight end, that's been remarkably consistent. And then at wide receiver, you had Nick Mardner, Coy Moore, and Javarius Johnson. No Camden Brown there. It looks like I, I think he was just kind of sitting some reps out, which.
2: I think cool. I've heard he got he may have gotten a little bit dinged up, so it's probably just precautionary stuff. Yeah, so.
1: don't want to risk that with him. He's too yeah. important. He's too important. But I um I don't know. I like Coymore and Javarius Johnson on the field at the same time. I think that allows you to do some interesting things. Sure. And then other uh, other things of note. The twos were T.J. Finley and Damari Austin. Their wide receivers were Landon King, Amari Kelly, and then they had two tight end sets with this one: Brandon Frazier and Michael Riley Ducker, and then. That second offensive line highlighted by Connor Liu at center. We're not going to go through the entire group there. Then the threes were Robbie Ashford and Sean Jackson. It is interesting when they go pace, pace drills, Brian Batee's like not ever in there, which I think is interesting. Hmm. But then when you hear about how they're like, how he's used in scrimmages and stuff like he's used as a normal running back. So I don't really know exactly what to make of that. But the threes, a wide receiver were Tavares Dawson. And then two walk-ons, Witt Johnson and Jake Cruz, and then Tyler Fromm was the third tight end there. So that's kind of what we are looking at in regards to the pecking order on our offense. Charlie, thought anything stand out
2: specifically when looking at that? Uh, not necessarily that what you just read, but like I've never—I uh, want to talk about Connor Lou for a second. I've never heard a coach say we nailed that one when you talk about a rec- <sighs> when you're talking about a recruitment. I've never heard a coach say, "Yep." Hundred percent, knock that one out of the park. In other, in other words, this kid, we were right, hundred percent right about this kid. Uh, and well, he, he, was, he was committed to Miami
1: when he took yeah. the job, and that that yeah. was one of the the seven flips that they had.
2: Exactly, exactly. A kid that wanted to come to Auburn, we couldn't pull it off under the last staff. Hughes here for twenty seven minutes, and we flip him, and he you know he that we nailed that one. You know, I th- I think that's interesting. This is a kid. It's going to be hard to keep that kid off the field, like. Tate Johnson better stay healthy, and he better not. You know what I mean. I know he's kind of dinged up now, but uh, this kid, this kid's chomping, and he's he's the
1: sixth guy. I mean, he's the sixth offensive yeah. lineman. You know, if any of the three interior offensive linemen get hurt, he will first he will be a part bench. of it. Yep, yeah. he's the first off the bench. Probably not a tackle, but as far as the interior guys, I mean, he's the first one off the bench, which. I mean, let's just be honest. It's the SEC. Like, he's probably going to play just because it's hard. I mean, it's hard to start the same offensive line every single game for a year. It's just very, very hard to do. So
2: Another thing, I've heard mm-hmm. good things. I've heard good things lately, uh, and this speaks to it, about Mike Riley Ducker. I'm going to be honest. I may have to eat some crow on this one because after the first practice, uh, he was not one that I was very impressed with. I kind of felt like several of the guys were, uh, were ahead of him, and it seems like he could possibly be, you know – it a number 2 a number 2 option possibly but right behind uh Rivaldo or like 2B um depending on what type of formation you're using uh, I think he caught a nice really nice over the shoulder pass uh today or something like that I don't remember that you people- being down on him I missed that Did you do that on the show or was that in a discord or something I think I think just in general I was a little he just seemed like he just didn't seem quite as athletic as some of the other guys, but I think I, I mean I, maybe I was just way off. Maybe it, I just caught him on a bad day, and maybe I was just way off there. But uh, that's a pleasant surprise because that's a big-bodied kid who is highly rated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, he's he's probably Harson's best recruit that he signed uh, of of his you know tenure, and, and it seems like he's probably going to end up being maybe you know he's going to be able to help us hopefully. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that.
1: All right. Talking about just kids that they totally just nailed the recruitment. Um, Kay and Lee. I mean, how special can this Kay and Lee kid be? We'll discuss that in just a moment, right here on Lockdown Auburn. Charlie Five today's show is brought to you by a FanDuel. Obviously, the tournament is down to just four when you look at the NCAA tournament. And the odds to win the national championship, Charlie Five, UConn at minus one twenty five. San Diego State at plus 360, Miami at plus 490, and Florida Atlantic at plus 600. No SEC teams. I just think that's important to note. I think it's important to
2: note, despite being told like the, the best team ever. You should bet all the plus-odd teams and just hope that UConn doesn't win. And yeah, the, and if but, either but like... One of the,
1: I don't know. At this point, I'm like, how does UConn kind of not win
2: it? <laughs> I'm saying though, if you if if one of those three wins, you're going to win money because they are they're they're plus odds. If you if you do the math right, so all right, so that's, uh, that's Charlie Five's
1: uh, tip <laughs> of the day right there. Go and uh, hey, there's a new thing going on with FanDuel f- uh, for new customers. No sweat. First bet up to a thousand dollars. So there you, you take. Go. Take Charlie Five's advice and it doesn't work out. Nothing bad happens. So go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Don't miss out on the action. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Charlie
1: Five, K and Lee is special. Peace. He's so, so special. And, I mean, he he was the biggest winner ever. Uh, Adding him was definitely the biggest win of the early signing period. I know Keldrick Fogg generated a lot of discussion, as he should, but and Lee does not look like a freshman. And I was skeptical about, you know, how quick he could transition to outside corner. But I think I think he's going to start opposite DJ James. Um I mean, I mean at the at the I, rate, I, rate ne- this. Nehemiah
2: Pritchett is the loser in this situation right now. At the rate this is going. Um, if things continue to progress, it's not going to shock me too. I'm not quite as low on Nehemiah Pritchett as some people are. I think he's a great player. Um, he two years ago he had an unbelievable season. Last year he struggled, but everybody struggled last year except for DJ James. Um, sure. so uh, if if Kayin, if Kain is better than Pritchett, I'd say Kain is an NFL player year one. I mean, he he is an NFL caliber mm. player year one, because I think Pritchett could probably make a roster. I think, I think he's, he's, he's that good. So, so the options now, I, I think,
1: I think the, I think the parts of Pritchett, I think like the traits, the things that make him Yes, are better than like what he was last year. And I think some percent. of that could have been scheme. I think he's a bump and run guy and like, they didn't yep. really use, they use him off the line. And I, I think he's gonna have to play off the line some of those defense too, but still, um, Everybody's talking about like how bad Pritchett is. And like, that's incorrect. Like Pritchett is a good corner, Um, but K and Lee special. And so I am kind of curious to see how Pritchett responds. If a freshman comes in and beats him out for that job, opposite DJ, I hope he doesn't leave. Like I I'm, I'm, I'm kind of concerned that he might.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, w- with the way things are today, I mean, I guess you could look at any of the the guys competing opposite him. I mean, J.D. Rim, he is uh, he's injured. He's out for the rest of the spring, I believe. Right. Like, does he look at this and say, "Man, I gotta, I gotta come back. I gotta get healthy, and then I gotta beat out these two. Do, now I'm third. Now I'm third team. You know, instead of you know maybe second team. Even though the
1: thing with Rim though is. You know, let's assume he's back by fall and like he's the backup dude anyway. Like, Surely he didn't expect to be more than that, right? With Nehemiah coming back and DJ kind of surprising people coming back. But the 2024 season, if it's not Kay and Lee and JD Rem, like we're going to be in a really good spot. Like if you're telling me the 2024 corners are like that's the worst case, is yeah. this JD Rem or Kay and Lee? Like that's an awesome situation to be in. I and totally, so, totally. Yeah. Agree. So I mean, if you're Rem and it's like, well, I wasn't probably going to be the starter in 23 anyway, so I'm not as concerned about him leaving, but Pritchett, I mean, Pritchett's almost out of eligibility, right? I mean, th- he came back to start another year to kind of maybe come back in a better scheme and and do enough to get on the NFL roster, and it's not going to help him if a freshman, I don't care how good the freshman is, if a freshman comes in and beats him out. So I, I am curious to see how he responds to that.
2: Sure, and, 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 I, and I'm with you. But what we've seen is with the uh, the the day of the transfer portal, logic is thrown out of the window a lot of times. It's all um, like it seems like a lot of it's, you know, some of it's logic driven and some of it's just sort of emotional based. But uh, I'm just any guy that any guy that he supplants, whether it be um pritchett or rim or whoever you got to be a little bit concerned about because Mm -hmm. that's a four year player right there um or three year at best. i mean i'm sorry four year at best um player uh because after three he could be he could very well be gone because like i said if he beats out elijah if he beats out pritchett nehemiah pritchett then he's basically he's he's an nfl player already like as a freshman so um very good to be excited about i mean i'm very excited about this kid and and not only that like physically i think he's only going to get like freakier if that makes sense like he already looks like a seasoned veteran from a from a body standpoint like sure what's he going to look like in 2 years like what's he going to look like in 2 years i mean he'll be he could be the number 1 pick or he could be a top you know he could be a top 10 pick i mean he's 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 got that kind of potential
1: yeah he controls his body so well and like it's not like he's not huge Right, and I, and I think that may be something that kind of hinders his ceiling, but I mean, just his the way he can like turn his hips so well, and he's always like got good balance. It's that's good. It's good stuff. Oh yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. How fun is it that the three freshmen that we've talked about the most this spring, right? canley, Lee, um, Connor Lou, and Keldrick Falk all flips,
2: all flips. Off flip, and since all uh, like bullseye, mm-hmm. bullseye hits, instant
1: yeah. starter type caliber players. You know I mean? Yeah, and like exactly. those those three guys, and then you know Jeremiah Cobb coming in. Um, still not exactly sure what his role is going to be, but you got to think there's going to be a role of some sort. And it's like, man, they nailed it. They nailed it with
2: that. So you good, you good try job. you in in a recruiting class, like you're hoping that out of twenty five guys, you're hoping that like you know at least. You know, five to ten are impact dudes. You know what I mean. You're hoping you get five to ten impact dudes out of that in a, in a pu- slap together class. You know what I'm talking about. Like after a coaching change and like mm-hmm. the way it is now with the late signing or early signing period, so quick after hire dates have to be had. Like those are those are dudes right there that are are for sure hits. Like it and you and you got them at, and it's at multiple positions and they're all put super positions of need. That's big, man. I'm telling you, it's 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 big and it's going to play huge dividends moving forward.
1: Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, so a national uh, ESPN rider had an interesting tweet about Auburn's wide receivers. I want to share that in just a moment. Right here on Locked on Auburn.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the years best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles
1: Be sure to join the Locked Up Auburn Discord. It is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below to join that. Charlie Fives in there all the time. I'm in there all the time. Good, uh, good times to be had there with like 1,700 Auburn fans. All right. So Heather Denich, she is a senior writer at ESPN covering college football. Looks like she started her spring tour yesterday, where she would just go. She's going to go and visit a lot of different. Uh, programs and practices. There's a video that she posted from practice. There's a video that she posted inside the team meeting room, which looks immaculate, by the way. Can't stress that sure. enough. But when we'll she was out right there, she um, <laughs> she tagged Auburn football, which I think is a little savage, but that's cool, uh, saying, fans, Auburn football fans, you might need some um, patience with your wide receivers, dot,
2: dot, dot. The thing I don't think she realized, she didn't tag Auburn football fans there. She tagged Auburn football, so you got a lot of them. First a lot off, of all, thank
1: a- you for all this access. Yeah, thank you. Also, your receiver stick is what she yeah. just did. Here,
2: thanks for the access, and let me just completely poop on you right now, basically. So, <laughs> I mean, she's got seven over seventy thousand followers, so she's definitely somebody that you know she has an audience, and she yeah, uh, she's sure. an important. She's an important voice, and she uh, she came to practice. She had all the access, and she. Left thinking, hey, that was the number one thing that stuck stuck out to her. And and I've been curious because we keep hearing different wide receiver groupings, and the only wide receiver you ever hear anything positive about, Cam Brown, is Cam Brown. That's and you hear a lot of good stuff about Nick Nick Marner's consistently with the ones he is. That's another consistent name, but I don't know how because I mean, for a while there, it was, hey, he's dropping passes. Like he looks great, but he's dropping passes but but he is always constantly in that first rotation. The only like you really only hear one positive name of somebody just dominating and that's Cam Brown and there's basically it's they don't they haven't made they don't even know what they have yet after that it seems like. So yeah. I get it. I yeah. get it.
1: And, and I kind of wonder who all leaves in that position group uh, in the May Portal. A guy that I'm a little surprised. I mean, in pace drills, there's been times where he hasn't even been in the three deep. And then he was on the, what, the third team today? Tavares Dawson. Tavares Dawson. Yeah. Running, with,
2: running with walk-ons. That's that's a tough look.
1: Yeah. And, and there, there are times where I've been standing out there and, you know, I'm standing next to him. And, like, I'm like, when are you going to go? And, like, he never does. Like, there's walk-ons mm. catching passes before he's even given a chance to. So, I don't know.
2: I don't exactly know... What that's going to look like. Know, I'd love to know what that means. Is it from a catching the the football standpoint? Is it a can't get open standpoint? Yeah. Is it a not very physical, can't block? Like, what, what does that mean? Like, not, I, I just, I, I would love he, to. Know he, he was a name more. that
1: I thought would be better at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, and I, that bet he, a, I bet he thought that too. I, I mean, I imagine he's surprised with the way this spring has gone.
2: It's got to be got to be um he is uh he's one that you know his freshman year you're looking at right towards the end of the year we're creating plays because he's the only one that can get open down the field like we're right? we're, we're putting him in we're putting him in and people know he's going to go deep and he still beats them um and i mean i thought the guy was the limit from there but he just can't seem to get his move his way back up the depth chart like i, I don't he seems I don't get buried it. yeah yeah that, that's a big shock.
1: And so, like, do you see guys like him leave? Do you see uh, other guys that maybe are consistently down in the wide receiving group? I mean, I'm trying to think who else that could possibly be. Um, But I've I've just been a little surprised with all of that. Like, Amari Kelly has to be happy, right? Like, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. Yeah, Jay Fair seems happy, but like, I certainly thought he would be given more of a look at this point. And so, how do those guys respond, right? Because you're still you're going to need like 10 dudes to leave still. Yeah. (laughs) And so, I mean, receiver, I think is going to be one where they may want to bring in more dudes. And so you're going to need guys
2: to leave. Well, remember this, Zach, we talked about, we've talked about this a bunch. We've had a roster full of slot guys, a roster full of slot receivers. And now there is a huge log jam there. And if you can get if Amari Kelly can play, if Martiner can play, and you got Cam Brown on the outside, like those are your outside guys, you're fighting like five Lanny or six King. other guys. Yeah, you're fighting like five or six other guys, side and tight ends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's tough. Like you you, you got Javar, uh, you're not beating Javaris Johnson out, uh, and then Jay Fair seems to be right behind him. Hmm. Um, like where do you put him? Like, where does he go? I, I don't know the, I don't know the answer to that. It seems kind of limited size wise. I'm
1: with you. I'm with you. Yeah. So maybe that's more of a position group concern than, than we're giving them credit for based on, um, Heather Dinich's observations from practice yesterday. So we'll see. I, I think she's all over it. Yeah, she could be. It's nice to get the opinion of like somebody that, you know, is just coming in and watching, right? Not Unbiased. necessarily. Yeah. Right. Uh Charlie Five, how can people check out
2: everything that you've got going on, brother? Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five. We've already talked about it, but in the Locked on Auburn Discord, got some we got I got some really good life advice today in the Locked on Auburn Discord. You should check that out. Uh on the Auburn Live.com, the corner message board or Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the Dad Bod Golf Pod.
1: You can find all my written work at AuburnDaily.com and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. A hey, Prime Members.